Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Honey's hi. Welcome to this episode of Natch Butte. You're going to hear the intro song and an intro to the episode in a sec, but I just wanted to say that I recorded this, it feels like months ago. Definitely been a month maybe two, because for some reason, I'm finding it very difficult to record solo episodes. Yes, I have a child, but it's still hard to find the time. So this, I don't even know what I said, to be honest. I don't even remember what I said on this episode. So I'm going to listen back. And if I have anything to add, I will add it in just like I did the last episode. So it might be a little all over the place emotionally, but I feel like at this point, y'all kind of expect that you know, unhinged behavior. So that's all I wanted to say. Please enjoy. And and I'm sorry it took so long for me to get this episode out. Hopefully it'll be worth the wait. Oh, yeah. Honeys, hello. Welcome to Natribute, the lifestyle Comedy podcast where we laugh, we cry, and we cream. Yes, I said lifestyle. We're working on a little bit of a rebrand. I'm curious your thoughts. But I am your host and your guide, Jackie J, also known as the Beauty Talk Shock Jock, your queen of creams, host of the most serums, the freshest friend on the West Coast, your favorite over 30 niche influencer, creaming while the baby is screaming, your kooky southern aunt. Welcome to Natch Butte. This is postpartum part two. There's just so much to discuss, and I have not gotten to all of y'all's questions yet. So guess what? We're doing a part two. And based on the feedback I've gotten, I don't think y'all are going to care that it's a part two because I, again, have gotten such a response from the content. So many of us out there have either experienced birth ourselves, it has affected us in some way, or we're curious about it. So I love that for us, and I'm so grateful that y'all have been listening. Today I was in physical therapy, and I go to see this woman. I'm going to shout her out. Anyone who lives in Northeast LA slash Pasadena slash San Gabriel Valley you got to go see Dr. Linda Syad. She's amazing, and her physical therapy practice is called Feminocentric Wellness, and she's been helping me every week for a few weeks now. I'm telling you, when you give birth, your body is so depleted, and and tra- it's a traumatic experience for physical body. And I said to her today, I said, when is my pussy going to be back to the way it was? When is it going to feel okay? When am I not going to feel it in my taint when I laugh or cough? And she said, it's going to take a year. And this is just a lot. And I was laying there because I actually pulled my back out a couple days ago, lifting my baby up out of the crib because he's very heavy and long and big. And I'm physically not feeling very strong. Because once again, 
I went through a birth and my body made a person and it's recovering from that. And I don't have the time to devote to repairing my body as much time as I would like and as much time as it needs. And I was laying there in her office and I just said, I just started crying because I said, when am I going to feel better? And she just said, it's going to take a while. And so I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who's been listening to Natch Butte lately. I, I started crying today thinking about my birth and I felt a little anger come up because talking through it on the show and having all of you chime in and talk to me about it, it is helping me heal, but it, I also am confronting the pain and the trauma of the situation. And I'm starting to feel angry about certain things. And I'm not directing the anger at anyone. As I said in that birth episode, birth is traumatic. And very few of us get to experience the birth that we want. We have this magical feeling of how we want things to go. And very rarely do they actually happen. And I'm just starting to get angry being like, why didn't anybody turn my baby? Why didn't anybody know my baby was sunny side up? Why didn't anybody try to turn him around? And now I'm thinking maybe they did and I just don't remember and it didn't work. I don't know. And I don't think it's a very good road to go down me sitting here trying to figure that out. I think it's a dead end road and it's not going to help me feel any better. I'm just starting to feel like weird anger about it. So I'm I'm sharing that because I wonder if other people feel the same way. I'm four months into being a mom and every day is different. The baby changes so quickly. I've never known a person for four months and have them change so much. And it's fascinating. And I'm so honored to be here for that. But it has been very hard. And... I'm exhausted and we have a lot to discuss. So we're going to pick up where we left off last episode. I wanted to add a couple things. I didn't share this last time. I, I totally kind of forgot, but as I mentioned during my childbirth, I threw up a lot due to my acid reflux. I didn't share that after I gave birth, I couldn't really eat for about a week without being in excruciating pain because I had burned my esophagus out and I was worried that I destroyed it permanently. It was so painful. I couldn't eat anything. I would sob trying to eat, even drinking water, even sipping lukewarm broth was excruciating. And I once again, was having anxiety and freaking out about my milk supply. And I said, if I don't eat, I'm not going to make milk. And it was a really difficult time to navigate. But slowly, my throat started not hurting anymore. And I started saying, okay, thank goodness. Thank God that it's healing. One of the only things that I could stomach was my three trees, oat and seed milk. Now, I don't work for three trees, I emailed them and I said, can I do content for y'all? Because I'm so in love with this brand and y'all saved me postpartum because my throat was burnt out from throwing up. And the only thing that seemed to relieve my pain was this oat and seed milk. As a vegan, I have to get a lot of protein from outside different sources in my diet. 
And this milk has four grams of protein per cup because it's made from seeds. This this milk actually has no nuts in it. So if you have a nut allergy, it would be great for you. I was drinking it every day, at least a bottle of it. I was getting it from every grocery store. I now know every grocery store within a 10-mile radius of my house that carries it. And I was going around getting all of them. So if you happen to live in Eagle Rock, don't come for my milk, okay? But everybody else... (laughs) In the world, get this three trees oh and seed milk. It is, it is so healthy and delicious, and there's no additives. It's just a wonderful brand, a wonderful product. But anyway, enough about that. So that was extremely hard to navigate. And the second thing that I want to reiterate to y'all that I haven't discussed on the pregnancy episodes yet is something that I read in a lot of my books and was warned about by friends. And I'm just stressing it again. Last episode with Liz Plank, I said, make sure that if you are reach a certain age in your life and you really want a child, but you aren't in a good relationship, do not have a child with the bad person because you want a child. A baby is not going to save your relationship. It is not going to save your relationship. I have a good relationship and the baby has been very hard on it, okay? Your marriage, your partnership is going to take a hit. It is inevitable. I don't know how it could not. You're in a bad mood. You're tired. You're exhausted. You're depleted. And the non-birth partner will never fully get that. Even if they're the most understanding, sensitive, wonderful person, they're just not going to get it. But also, you don't have the time and the energy that you used to put into your partner and their needs. You don't even have the time to put it into your own needs. So things change. And if you have a baby with someone in hopes that it's going to make y'all closer and it's going to heal the relationship, it is not. It's going to do the opposite. So... Be careful is my warning to the honeys because you are bridged to a person for life when you have a child with them. And again, this comes from a person who was comes from a quote unquote broken home. My parents don't like each other and navigating having two parents that do not like each other my entire life has been very hard. I do feel it is the reason why I married the wrong person the first go around. So a word to the wise. And I know y'all listen to me. I've gotten more DMs about stuff like this that I ever expected. I remember when I announced my divorce and I discussed it briefly on other shows and things. I got messages from y'all being like, I really listened to what you had to say and it made me confront my my issues and I, I left my relationship. I left my marriage. I mean, y'all listen to me. I'm a divorce influencer. I'm a baby influencer. I'm a serum influencer. I'm all these damn things. So I... I say this to you because I I almost had a baby with my ex because manipulators, you know, he knew how bad I wanted a kid. And I feel like he, he tried to get me to stay with him by tempting me with that, which is so cruel. And luckily I I left, you know. So if somebody's trying to do that to you, don't. Let that little voice in your head be silenced. Listen to it. It's not right. And you won't be doing yourself any favors. 
and I'll end this by just saying, I again, I hope all my honeys out there who want to have a baby get get their baby one way or another. And if you don't want a baby, God bless you. Enjoy your freedom. Enjoy your freedom. Things change so much. And I've always said this because I watched it happen with my sister and friends. I've always said that when you have a baby, your life is over. It is over. The life you knew is over. You get a new life, but your life that you know is over. And with that, let's continue the questions that y'all sent me that I haven't gotten to yet. Okay, we're going to start with the breastfeeding question. And I have so much to say about this topic, as I have mentioned. Somebody wrote and said, why don't people talk about how not every mom enjoys breastfeeding and that's okay? Exclamation point. I would like to just reiterate this sentence. Not every mom enjoys breastfeeding and that's okay. My breastfeeding journey has been the hardest thing I've ever done mentally. It is so hard the way our society has been set up for most of us to live in single family homes with two incomes. And then a woman, a new mom is expected to breastfeed or I think back in the olden days when we were all living in caves, things were a little different. But when you breastfeed a child, you are tethered to that child so closely in terms of your time and your body that it makes having anything else going on in your life very difficult, let alone a career. So anyone out there who has had a baby and is then told six weeks later you have to go back to work, the only way to keep up with the breastfeeding regimen that your baby now needs is to pump with a machine every three hours, which is time-consuming, not just because you have to sit there, but you have to clean all these damn parts. And there's like 50 little parts, so you have to keep them all sanitized. It's insane. And it's hard on you and it's it's impossible. It is impossible. I work from home. So I have the means to feed my baby with my body physically so I don't have to keep cleaning all those goddamn parts because they're annoying. And even, even it, then it's difficult for me. I, I'm in here recording and I'll have a knock at the door and the person caring for my child will say, hey, he needs to eat and I have to stop what I'm doing and go feed him. It's a lot. Do you like being damp? Do you enjoy the feeling of dampness? Because when you breastfeed, you're damp all the time. Your front is damp. Your titties are damp. I wake up damp. I go to bed damp. I look down, I'm damp. I look down, there's just secretion coming out. You always have on an ugly, dirty shirt. Don't wear anything nice. You can't feel nice clothes fabric against your skin you can't enjoy clothing (laughs) I have an ugly nursing top on 24 7 okay I am so tired and exhausted on top of waking up in the middle of the night from a baby screaming you know on top of that you're a, a milk factory so it's it's exhausting working at the factory hun okay I clock in and clock out of this factory all day. The factory is open 24 hours, okay? So it's a lot. And on top of that, it came easy to me. As I mentioned in my birthing episode, Sandy latched within a few minutes of being born. My milk came in 
my supply has been fine so far. He had no issues latching. And it has still been extremely difficult for me. Painful, mentally exhausting. It's so hard. Our society sets us up to fail. Now, I say the word fail. You are not a failure if you don't breastfeed, if you stop breastfeeding, if you decide not to at all. It is so hard and we're not set up anymore for it to be a success. So to the person who wrote this, it is okay if you don't like it. It is okay if you choose not to do it slash you stop. I personally am not enjoying it that much. There are certain things I enjoy about it. One thing I enjoy is that I feel an honor that I get to do it. I feel honored that I made this person, I chose him to be in the world, and now I'm providing him with the food that my body makes for him. And that is a deep honor. So that feels really great. I also, and this again, I'm sharing this, but it is not a judgment at all. But I must share that I personally, in my personal life and beliefs, don't eat dairy. Therefore, it was a real mindfuck for me knowing that if I didn't breastfeed, I would be relying on dairy to feed him. Which is, again, the main reason I'm sticking with it. So I will get into a little breastfeeding just now. And if you, again, don't want to breastfeed, you didn't breastfeed... I completely, 100% am with you. But those of you who want to try, I'm going to just give you all the things that worked for me. I have an Amazon store and in it I have a breastfeeding section because I found there were so many things that helped me that I wanted to share with y'all. And I'll share you my Amazon store. It's amazon.com slash shop slash Jackie Michelle Johnson. And in there is a breastfeeding section. Breastfeeding is a grind. Breastfeeding is difficult. Anything you can do to make it easier, I'm all about. So I'm just going to share some of my stuff. My pump of choice is the Spectra One. And a friend of mine gave it to me. She's had two kids and she's done with it. So she gave it to me. I enjoy this pump immensely. I like the Spectra 1, not the 2. If you call your insurance and get a free pump, see if they'll give you the Spectra 1. Now, the Spectra 2 is pink, which I respect, but you have to plug it in. Spectra 1, you can be cordless. So you do have to lug around the pump, but you can move it around the house easy and not have it plugged in. I love this pump. I, I have no notes. It's, it's an incredible product. So if you happen to call your insurance and they give you options, and Spectra is one of them, I really I really like it. Some people love the Medela Symphony. I haven't used it, but I really like the Spectra, and I, I give it all my respect. I use these Medela Quick Steam bags, and this is a way of sanitizing your pump parts quickly, and you can use each bag up to 20 times. It's not super wasteful, and it's a quick way to steam and sanitize your parts I highly recommend getting these. A bag of them is $28. And again, if your friend is thinking about breastfeeding, great gift. I also have talked about the Haka. Get a Haka. If you plan on breastfeeding, if you want to try breastfeeding, get the Haka. It's an incredible product. At the beginning, it was a great way to collect extra milk and start getting your stash together without having to actually pump. 
with a machine. Ahaka is wonderful. I've talked at nauseum about the nipple shields. They're incredible. So get the silver nipple cups. The ones I have on my Amazon are Go Mommy, the original silver nursing cups. But there's so many of them. If you go on Amazon, if you go online and you type in silver nursing cups, silver nipple cups, something will come up. Get something. They're incredible. I literally still use them every day at four months postpartum. So they're incredible. I have found there's this company called Dapple. Dapple Baby. They sell at Target. They make a dish soap. And it says that it gets rid of milk residue better than normal dish soap. I don't know if that's true, but it works really well for me. And it's non-toxic and it has a pink cap and I love it. It's been really good to me. So I do recommend getting the Dapple Baby Bottle and Dish Soap Liquid Dish Soap. And they have it at Target. It's also my Amazon store. Now, the company Legendary Milk, you've probably heard of it. It's spelled like Legendary, D-A-I-R-Y. It's a really cute company with really cute branding and packaging. They sell parts for breast pumps that are aftermarket. If you have a Spectra like me, and I believe they fit one of the other pumps as well, but don't quote me. They make their own duckbill valves that are pank, and they have this little extra part that you can pull them off without messing up the duckbill, and that's $10 for a pack of six of them. They're great, and they go on sale sometimes, so maybe they'll have a Black Friday or something. I definitely think you should get those if you have a Spectre pump. They also make supplements. One of the supplements that they make is the Sunflower Lecithin, and I'm probably saying that wrong. I started taking this because at the beginning, as I've discussed, I was having postpartum anxiety. I was like, I was so worried about my milk supply. It was one of the biggest things that was stressing me out. Like, am I going to have milk? Am I going to have milk? Am I going to have enough milk? Is my milk going to come in? I've just had so many friends have difficulty breastfeeding because again, it is very, very difficult. If you have a friend who's breastfeeding or your partner is breastfeeding, give them a big hug and just... It's a lot. It's really hard. So I started taking the sunflower lecithin very early on, and I haven't had any supply problems. I'm very lucky. Maybe it's because of this. They make a lot of other supplements too, and all of them are fenugreek-free, which if you have any kind of thyroid issue, fenugreek can be very hard on your thyroid and can affect your medication. So I'm on thyroid medication. I have Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism. So I can't take anything with fenugreek. And a lot of the supplements that are supposed to help you with breastfeeding have fenugreek in them. All the legendary milk products have no fenugreek. So they're great. I love their stuff. I love their sunflower lecithin. It's worked really well for me. And the other thing that I really think has helped my supply is water. Now, everyone warned me that when you breastfeed, you have a thirst of a thousand thousand minutes. You're just so thirsty. I drink so much water now, and even if I'm not thirsty, I basically force myself to drink water. And the reason that it's easier for me is that I have a giant one-gallon water jug next to me at all times. And it's in my Amazon store. I I talked about it on Instagram the other day. It's $20. It's this one-gallon water bottle with this big straw And if I was living my best life, I would literally have one in every room and I would hire a waiter to come in and just fill it every day. 
it, it helps so much with the milk production to just have so much water and having it there conveniently will in- incentivize you to drink it, which again will make the milk. It's been such a help having that giant jug. I am so happy I bought that jug. It's a really wonderful gift that maybe your pregnant friend doesn't know they need yet. I always ask first, do you think you are going to try breastfeeding? And they'll either say yes or no. If they say yes, it's worth the it's worth a shot to give them some of these things. If they say no, then go great and move on and get them a boppy or something else, you know? So I love this one gallon water jug. I, I think everyone should get one. Even, even non-nursing parents, it's so nice when your baby is asleep on you and you're stuck there to have a big bottle of water next to you for you to replenish yourself. It would be a great present, honestly, for all parents. So there's that. And y'all have all seen on my Instagram that I stack my pregnancy pillows. I stack them. It's just so much easier on your back, especially if you don't have giant boobs. Um, My boobs have gotten a lot bigger from the milk, but they're not big, big, big. So I needed my baby to be right up to titty level, like nipple level. If you do have larger breasts, then you might not need two pillows, but I stacked the boppy and the breast friend and then put the baby on top and it was the perfect level. Even four months old when he's big, it still works great for me. So I think if you're thinking about getting a feeding pillow, get two. And feeding pillows are wonderful for all parents that feed the baby with bottles, with breasts, with everything. So, And the last thing I'm going to talk about with breastfeeding is... A couple friends of mine started a company called Swell, and that is spelled S-W-E-H-L. And it is a resource that gives parents and their partners a better trip on the breastfeeding journey. Their website is swell.com, S-W-E-H-L.com, and at Swell on Instagram and TikTok. Now, this company is just starting. I was one of the founding members, but it is a a platform for education and community around feeding. They have this large library of feeding videos. They're extremely helpful and thoughtful. They cover so many things. I would get an email from them every week. You put in the due date of your baby or when your baby was born, and then you start getting an email every week. And this email hit every week. I would read the email and I would cry and be like, that's exactly what I'm going through. How did they know? It's just an extremely thoughtful email that has links to videos with experts talking. It's a really wonderful company that's starting to grow right now. And it's just a place for support and education. And all of that is free for everyone right now. The video library is free. And starting in 2023, there's going to be more things. There's going to be a kit that you can have that comes with lots of items in it. And I'll say some of the items that I was just discussing with y'all, I actually learned about through the Swell education and through the community. Because I was a founding member, they sent me a kit. And they got on a Zoom with me and they walked me through the kit. And the two founders are both moms and they went through the whole kit with me. It had the legendary milk sunflower supplement. It had the silver nipple covers. It had a haka in it and lots of other goodies. They had nursing shields, things like that. 
and they walked me through every single product. And then at the end, there were questions. And I was like, okay, which one of these should I bring to the hospital with me? And they all said, bring your silver nipple cups to the hospital. They're the reason I did that. They're the reason that I found out about this product and the Haka and the legendary milk brand and the supplements. It was just a lovely environment. And if anyone out there wants to get a little bit more support around breastfeeding, I highly recommend checking out Swell and the Swell community. So go ahead, check that out. And it might be something that would be a nice, again, gift for a friend if your friend is interested in breastfeeding or interested in trying breastfeeding. So I just wanted to shout out my friend's company, Swell, again, S-W-E-H-L. I'm not being paid, but I really enjoy the community. And I really, again, think those emails just really helped. I remember the second week one discussed baby blues <laughs> and I read it out loud to Ben and I was like crying and he's like, that kind of sounds like what you're, you're going through right now. <laughs> and I just was like, how do they know? How do they know? So it was lovely. Okay. We're moving on from the breastfeeding. I think I said everything I needed to say. Uh, I just want to say to all the mommies out there that this is a very hard job and you got to do what's best for you and your family. There are pluses and minuses to breastfeeding. One of the things that I think is really wonderful about formula is that anyone can give the baby their formula at any point, And that can give a lot of freedom to mommy to get rest, to take better care of herself, to do self-care, to go back to work, whatever we all have to do. And it's so empowering to do that. It's so empowering to be the best mom you can be and make those decisions for your family. And so to that, I say all the mommies out there, you are doing a good job and whatever decision you make is the right decision. Done, 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 honey. Oh, yeah. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Oh yeah. I'm back. Hi, testing, testing. So just to fill everybody in and be transparent, that all was recorded months ago. Here we are, December 2022, and I'm sitting down to finish this episode. About a month and a half has passed, which in newborn time, it's a lifetime. A lifetime has gone by since I first recorded that. Sandy is now almost six months old and is an absolute pure delight in my life in every single way. I just can't get enough of him. He's the best person I've ever met. So I just wanted to be transparent about that because things change so quickly when you have a kid. And I'm going to finish this episode now, and I feel like the vibe is going to be completely different, and my answers are probably going to be completely different because I have more perspective on shit than I had when I recorded this. So let's dive back into the questions that I have still not answered that y'all sent me months and months ago. I have to find them because, damn, it's been a hot-ass minute. Okay, the next question somebody asked me is, how often do you bathe him? Fascinating question. I don't know if this is controversial. I don't know if this is a hot topic amongst the parenting world. 
because once again, I will never judge another mom. I will never judge another woman. But there is such different schools of thought about every single decision that you make when you are a parent. And if you go on the internet, you're going to find a completely conflicting opinion on every fucking thing always. So I'll gladly share this information with y'all. Currently, my son takes a bath twice a week. We do bath time on Thursday night and we do bath time on Sunday night. That might change because he absolutely loves the bath. But there's several reasons why I'm only bathing him twice a week. Number one, listen, we're having a real bad drought in California. And although he's a very small little person, I cut back on water where I can. I don't bathe that often, as we've discussed on Anchibute. So he's not bathing that much. Number two, once again, because of the neglect that I personally feel I received as a child in some regards, I am a pretty high-strung mom, and I'm really neurotic about a lot of things dealing with Sandy and his health. And I don't want to fuck up his microbiome. I don't want to over-cleanse him, as I feel that was done a lot to some of us. I don't want to over-cleanse him. He's a little baby. He doesn't run out in the yard. He doesn't sweat. He doesn't go out and get dirty. So he doesn't need to be cleansed all the time. Now, he does love the water, so there is something to maybe letting him splashy, splashy in the water more often than that. But that's where we're at two times a week. I talk to some moms who bathe their kid every two weeks. I talk to moms who bathe their kid every night. So like I said, it really runs the gamut on how often you bathe your kid. But that's what we're doing currently, twice, twice a week. His favorite products are his pipette bubble bath, his pipette balm, his pipette lotion. Source Fatal actually made him his own body oil that he loves. It says on the bottle, Sandy's body oil. Uh, Y'all might know that Source Fatal Apothecary, they have all of those customized facial oils, customized beard oil, things like that. They have a customized body oil and Sandy's already an influencer. He got sent a custom Sandy oil that's very mild and has just a little lavender in it. So he enjoys his little lavender foot oil rubs after his baths. So check that out if y'all are interested in that. Next question. How to financially plan for a baby and after baby is born? This is an absolutely great question. Listen, y'all, babies are expensive as fuck. Expensive as fuck. And not only are babies expensive, fucking pregnancy is expensive as fuck. I currently have private insurance, meaning I pay for it myself. I don't have a job that pays for my insurance or has an insurance plan for me. So I pay for private insurance, which is very expensive. And the more money you give them for coverage the better your plan is, meaning it will cover more. So Ben and I decided since I was pregnant, we should up our coverage because I was going to the doctor so often. And so the insurance is very expensive. Even upping it, a lot of shit wasn't covered. So my advice to all the pregnant people listening to this or future pregnant people listening to this, you got to call, which is going to be so annoying, obviously getting somebody on the phone and dealing with all that. You got to call your insurance and confirm that shit is going to be covered before you do it. I did not do this. I did a very expensive test 
when I was pregnant called the CVS test, which if you are of advanced maternal age, it can be recommended to you depending on your healthcare provider, your pregnancy, etc. And it's essentially, I mean, I spread my legs, they stuck a giant needle up my pussy and they pulled some fluid out of the amniotic sac. If you've ever heard of an amniocentesis, this is sort of the new and vogue version of that. Now, I regret doing this test. Everyone out there, you're on your own journey. This is all covered in Expecting Better by Emily Oster, by the way. She also chose to do one. This is all covered in there and the stats on it and things. Looking back, my first OB, the one I had to leave because she doesn't deliver babies, she was like, I don't think you need to do this. And did not recommend that I did it. However, I got a little in my head and was nervous and decided to do it. This test cost $9,000 and my insurance didn't cover it. And I didn't know that until after I did it. Learn from my mistake. I also did a few of the scans, which are recommended and pretty sure they're standard procedure when they do the high def scans of your baby and you get to see their little face in the womb. My insurance barely covered that, which was very expensive. I will also just tell you that my birth was $32,000. I didn't pay that, but when I got the bill, that's what it was for, $32,000. My birth was, what do they call it, a normal vaginal birth, something like that. And I stayed in the hospital two nights. My friend had a C-section. Her bill was 80000 So if you don't have insurance and you're pregnant, I hope you can get something going and that you can figure this out because the last thing I would want, my honeys, is to be stuck with bills like this. Healthcare in this country, we don't even need to have that conversation. We all know it's a damn mess. So if you are listening to this and you're uninsured, get yourself some insurance right now. Right now. Go on healthcare.gov and the marketplace, get you a plan, even if it's a a cheaper, shitty plan just for something catastrophic to happen to you. Your mama, your Auntie Jackie J is recommending all my honeys get some insurance. I, I feel like there were a couple of years in my 20s where I was uninsured. Just don't do that, y'all. Get some damn insurance. So the other thing to think about is that baby shit is really expensive. And your baby, unfortunately, needs a lot of shit. The diapers the what I call receptacles which is the places that you put your baby when you're not holding it the clothes all the gadgets and gizmos it it, it adds up I will say this you can borrow slash get a lot of shit for cheap or free on Facebook I'm in my buy nothing group on Facebook there are always people ditching their baby gear because they are done having children and they've realized they have a giant stash of baby shit that they don't need anymore and they want to just dump it. So you can get free shit. I have friends who gave me free swings, free what bumbo chairs, all this crap. And I'm so lucky that that happened. Uh, my friends, Nate and Allen, shout out Nate and Allen. They gave me a bunch of diapers that they ended up not using because they ordered the wrong size. They gave me all the clothes for both of their sons that they're too big for now. They, you gotta, it takes a village, y'all. Hashtag it takes a village. 
this is when you build the village. This is when you call on the village. Okay. So if you don't want to buy all this shit for your baby, you got to ask and you got to hunt and you can do it for pretty cheap if you used used things. And I know some of you are like, that might be disgusting. I don't want to use a used bassinet or something. Remember, children need germs in order to build up their immune system. So you can wash things and they can use a used toy, not necessarily a toy. They can use a used chair, you know. So there you go. Now, I will say having financial stability with a child is extremely comforting So if you find yourself pregnant and you're like, oh no, I don't have any money, but I really want a child, you'll figure it out. Everything's going to be okay. But it is nice to know that I have worked hard and felt like I was in a good spot in my life where I could pay for some damn diapers and things like that. Then there's the whole school system and schools, and I don't even want to get into that. That's coming up around the corner for us. Here's what I'll also say. Childcare is not cheap, and I am not that person that has a grandma or grandpa that is retired that lives nearby. I don't have that. If you are also that person and you have a job or a career, then guess what? You now have to pay someone to watch your child for you while you do your job. I knew this, but it didn't really hit me until I was in the position. So you're going to have to budget for childcare, and it's not cheap. So that's something that you need to think about and plan. In terms of financially planning more formally, I'm not a spreadsheet gal. I'm kind of a mess in that regard. That's more of Ben's thing. So yes, you and your partner need to discuss finances for sure. And sit down and figure out what you have, what you're going to have, the budget for all of these things I'm discussing. I think that would be great to do before he doesn't pull out. You know what I mean? Before, before that. So good luck to everybody. Okay, next. What products do you use on Baby Natch? Congrats. I just went over this a little bit. Like I said, Sandy loves pipette. On an episode that will probably never come out where Ben answers his questions for (laughs) y'all. And the reason it's not going to come out is because we recorded it way too early on and we were both extremely tired and I just don't think it's very good radio, to be honest. So that'll probably never come out. So I'm going to reveal a couple things that Baby Natch likes. My diaper routine is pretty flawless. We have had no diaper rash The pediatrician even commended me for the lack of diaper rash we have had. And I do think it is because I am using the perfect trifecta of baby products. So I'm going to share those with y'all. First is the Coterie diaper. Coterie diapers are fucking expensive as shit. They are expensive as shit. They are so much more expensive than any other diaper I've seen. They're $100 for a one-month supply. Now, I've been to Target and I've perused the diaper section. I don't see any other diapers that expensive. I have used other diapers and I don't think they compare. They're just not as soft. They're not as absorbent. If someone out there wants to check me and tell me I'm wrong, please do. 
But the coterie diapers are extremely thick and soft, and oh my God, do they hold piss. They hold piss like no one's business. So, and most of mine were bought for me from my registry because I'm extremely blessed and I have generous friends and family. So there you go. That that expense wasn't necessarily something that was right out of my pocket. The Coterie diapers are so absorbent and nice that they hold that piss. And that piss is what's going to give your baby the diaper rash when it's up against their skin. Their skin is so beautiful, by the way. It is just pristine. It is so soft and beautiful and pristine. And, oh, that cheek is the softest little cheek I've ever felt in my life. And his, and I mean his face cheeks. His ass cheeks are the same. But they're just, they're just the most delightful little people. So, Coterie diapers, number one. Number two, water wipes. Water wipes. I was told about the water wipes. Get you the water wipes. Don't even fuck with any other wipe as far as I'm concerned. The water wipes are pure. They're just, I think they're water and a tiny, tiny bit of a tiny little bit of like some kind of oil or something. They're, they're just pristine. Because when I think about baby wipes, I think about the ones that I had on me when I was little. I think of the ones that I used when I was changing my little cousin's diapers. They just felt real chemically, like the smell. And I feel like when you rub them against your skin, your skin kind of itches. Like they just have a bunch of shit in them. These water wipes are pure. So they do the job. They clean up. But they don't leave anything behind. They're incredible. So get you those water wipes, those coterie diapers. And my diaper cream of choice is the La Petite Creme. La Petite Creme. I had never heard of this before. My friend Laura Yunkin, the influencer behind the influencer, her friend is a NICU nurse and she told her to get La Petite Creme. So I do everything Laura Yunkin says, so I did too. Let me tell you something. No diaper rash. None. So I have their organic diaper balm and I have their diapering lotion and I use them on Sandy and it works great. He's had never had any diaper rash not once. I will say this product is not vegan. It has beeswax in it, which I didn't know at the time. I do like to buy vegan products, but I'm just going to be dead ass honest with y'all because I'm getting such good results. I'm going to keep using it. And I do recommend it to y'all. It is it is not an American company, so let's just hope that the bees were treated very nicely where they, where they get the wax from. I will work on finding a vegan substitute. I do also really like the pipette balm. I use that for other things. Uh, I've used that on Sandy's cheeks. He was having teething rash for a while, but it's finally going away. It is a great product, and it is available on Amazon. They do have, it looks like they have a subscription model on their own website, lapetitecream.com, but it's great. I really like it, and I do recommend this trifecta because my baby has had no diaper rash. I will also say one of my favorite products is the Oogie Bear Baby Boogie Remover. I was watching Shark Tank reruns one night and I saw this product on Shark Tank and I literally bought it during the pitch because those little baby nostrils are so small and I see a boogie in Sandy's nose and I'm like, I got to get that out. How do I get it out? For a while I was using a Q-tip, which was too big and not working. Get an Oogie Bear booger scoop for everyone who's pregnant in your life because it is a product I didn't know about and I love it and yeah I use it every single day and apparently you can use it 
up until the, the child is bigger, uh, walking around and talking. So get an Oogie Bear Boogie Scoop. They're great. Okay, next question. Has your beauty routine changed since becoming a kooky southern mommy? Honey, what beauty routine? What beauty routine? I get it now, okay? I get it now. So much has flashed before my eyes of my past. I remember I was visiting my sister who has two kids. I think this is when she only had one still. And she was using frozen spinach to make dinner. And I remember I was like, why don't you just buy new spinach? And she was like, because I'm fucking busy and tired. And this is faster. And I said to her like a little fucking asshole. I said, it's not that much work. You just chop up spinach and wash it. I get it now. Being a mom is tiring as fuck. Okay. Being a parent is tiring as fuck. You don't have time anymore. If I have any second to myself, do you think I want to be in the bathroom doing a full-ass beauty routine? Absolutely not. That is the last thing I want to be doing with my extra time. So my beauty routine has suffered. It has suffered. I also am breastfeeding, so I can't use a lot of the products that I used to use. I can't use retinols. I'm I'm being extremely careful about everything I'm putting on myself, even down to my damn deodorant. I'm I'm being very careful in terms of just, oh, what if I accidentally use my lime scent and Sandy doesn't like it and then he won't breastfeed? Like it's a whole thing. So to be honest, my beauty routine has taken a back shelf in my life. I have products that I like that make me feel like a human being. And I'll just run through a few of those right now. The the do skin under eye reusable masks. Thank God for that product. Currently under them, I am using the Good Molecules Yerma Mata Eye Gel. And then I'm doing one serum, a moisturizer. And if I want to just look in the mirror and not feel sad about myself, I will do a little concealer. I'm still using Tarte Shape Tape because I just have it and I love it. And it's thick as hell. And honey, those bags need all the help they can get these days. The Thrive Cosmetics Mascara. A little good mineral blush. A little good mineral highlighter. If I do foundation, I will probably use my Say Beauty Tinted Moisturizer. And that's honestly all I got right now. That's about all I got right now. At night, I love an oil cleanse. I'll do a serum and a cream, and I'll get in that damn bed. I probably do need more, but I don't have the time, and it's just not really my priority right now. When I'm done breastfeeding, which I'm trying to go a year, as I said earlier, I'm trying to go till June of 2023, give or take a month or so, depending on how the weaning goes and whatnot. I'm going to celebrate by getting the Morpheus 8 laser treatment at the dermatologist. And I had a DM with one of y'all about it, and y'all were singing its praises very highly because I talked about it on Allison Rosen's show. That's what I'm going to do to treat my damn self, and I'm hoping that that can help offset some of the fatigue I'm feeling in my face from this whole experience. Currently, it's just taking a backseat to the other things in my life. Being a mommy, raising a child, enjoying and soaking up every minute I can of his babyhood because I think I'm only going to have one child. So I just want every second to be with him that I can have and creaming up my neck as best I can, but not prioritizing it. 
if I'm being damn honest. Hot tips for first time and wannabe moms over 30 or 35. Niche influencer takes. Hmm, that's a loaded question to be honest. First time and wannabe moms over 30 or over 35. It's easy for me to sit here and tell you to not worry about your fertility because I had no issues with mine, but I also know that is an extremely privileged thing to say. So I'm not going to go as far as to say that. As I've discussed on this show, it has run the gamut in my life. I've had friends have a really hard time getting pregnant. I've had friends get pregnant very easily. So my instinct is to tell you not to worry when the time is right for you, the time will happen. Not to stress. And like I said earlier, don't have a baby with the bad boyfriend because you want a baby. Please don't do that. I'll just say that take your life one day at a time, chase your joy unapologetically, and your life is a lot less limited than you think it is. Unlimited. Unlimited. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Somebody says, what's the chair you were rocking in? When I told y'all that I needed questions, I was sitting in the baby's nursery and I was sitting in the chair I got for the nursery. It's a fine chair. I like it. But as I mentioned in my giving birth episode, the chair arrived broken. And it was extremely hard to get another one, and it was a whole goddamn thing. So I'm not even going to tell y'all the chair I'm in. It was, where is it from? Pottery Barn? It's from Pottery Barn in their nursery section. It's a fine chair. I think we could have done better. So um, I would buy that one if I were y'all. I would get one with an ottoman. You can always take the ottoman out if you don't need it anymore. But there were many days where my baby was asleep on me for hours and hours and I would have I put my feet up I had to bring an ottoman in from another chair. An ottoman would have been nice. I think a reclining feature would be nice. Uh, having a phone charger built into the chair would have been nice. These are all things my chair doesn't have. So things to discuss when you are searching for a chair for your nursery. Okay, somebody says nursing products, bras, pads, what to wear when nursing that's somewhat cute. Lauren Lapkus and I were crying laughing the other day about how hideously ugly nursing bras are and that when she was done nursing, she kept wearing them because they were comfortable and Arden Marine, who's been on HBU, had to have an intervention with her about stop wearing the ugly bras and go buy some good, new, beautiful bras that you deserve because, you know, our bodies change. I don't know if I'll ever fit into my old bras again. I don't know. It's a racket. They charge so much money for these items, and they are necessary. I look forward to the day where I don't have to wear a bra with two hinges on the sides that is hideously ugly and dingy and makes me feel sad when I look at myself in it. I look forward to that day, but this is my life right now. I have to have my titties out all the time. They need to be out very conveniently, so I can't really help you with this. 
Kindred Bravely, which is very expensive. There's one bra from there that I got that is my favorite of all of them because it is semi-cute and I wear it all the time. It has a razor back and it's pink, of course. And when all my nursing bras are out, I've just washed them all. I always grab the pink one and the purple one first because those are the colors that make me happy. So that's my tip, I guess. Buy the colors that are going to bring you joy in your life. You need it everywhere you can get it, okay? So if, if that makes you happy to wear pink underneath your clothes, get the pink one, honey. Get the purple one. But unfortunately, nursing bras are hideous, and that is what it is. Okay, somebody says, product you didn't expect to love or need as much as you do. The Oogie, the Oogie Bear Scoop, definitely. Ben's cousin bought us a bunch of burpee cloths, and they're everywhere. Put them everywhere. Because you never know where you'll be in the house when the baby spits up on you. They're great. And they basically just look like really soft, plush towels, little towels. Get you some burpee cloths and just throw them all over your house. Every room. Every corner. That's something that I didn't, when I opened it, I was like, oh, this is nice. But no, they're great. And I plan on buying them for all my pregnant friends now. The silverette cups that I've talked about many times for your nips. Definitely, I'm still wearing those and I'm six months postpartum. Love those. And I think that answers the question. I'm going to try to get through the rest of these because there's only a few left. Favorite food craving while nursing. My baby is 10 months and I'm still fucking starving. (sighs) I'm going to say the three trees, oat and seed milk. And vegan flaxseed brownies. Next up, did you try any padsicles postpartum, trying for number two, and suffered last time? Good luck to you, honey. I did not. I just used the Frida kit. But I also, as y'all mostly know, famously, I did not have any external tears. So I feel my healing was faster, and I didn't need them. But God bless padsicles. If you don't know what a padsicle is, it's basically a, a pad with aloe vera, a little witch hazel, you put them in the freezer, and then you wear them while you recover from birth. You can make them yourself. You can have friends make them for you. That would be a fun shower activity, actually. A padsicle, DIY padsicle at Booth. So I highly recommend having a few in the freezer ready to go for you after you have your child. All right, next question. What is a day in the life like? I'm pregnant and honestly have no idea what to expect. You've probably given birth by now, dear listener, so you've probably figured it out. But it was so much more difficult than I expected. The days are very long, but now looking back on the last five and a half months, they were all very short because that time went by so fast. Your child changes every single day, drastically, and It's really difficult in the moment to appreciate that because you are so exhausted and it's such a transition. But I really hope everyone can do that. Looking back, I wish I had more. Take pictures, take video, take so many pictures, take so much video because that little person is only going to be a baby for a very short amount of time in your life and their life. That's not what you asked me, but there's my two cents on that. A day in the life is just you trapped under a sleeping child, holding a little screaming person, figuring everything out, exhausted, overwhelmed, mentally having a hard time. But it's also 
a very magical time. And I get it now. I get it. Next question. Are you pumping? What products do you love? If you are, what schedule are you following? I'm doing five weeks. So you have also had your child by now. I hope everything's going for you. I think I talked about this earlier when I did my whole thing on breastfeeding. I use a Spectra One. Love the machine. I have a bunch of products in my Amazon storefront of all the things I love. I only pumped at night when the baby was asleep and started sleeping in longer stretches in order to keep up my supply. He's almost exclusively been fed from my body because I get to be around him and work from home. So that's that. Currently, while Sandy is almost six months old, he has been sleeping 7 to 7, 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. since about four and a half, three and a half months old. I'm very lucky. His night sleep has been really solid. So I chose at one point to sleep through the night myself and not wake up and pump anymore. That was an adjustment. I would wake up with my tits choking me. They were so high up and just spewing milk everywhere all over myself. But that's where I'm at currently. I still pump before I go to bed. And if I'm gone away from him, I pump. But that's it. Something you bought for baby and never use. Sorry to the person who got me this. Somebody bought me a wipe warmer and it never, we used it for about a week and nobody liked it. So we got rid of it. It's in the closet. I'm going to give it away, I think. Sandy likes regular wipes. Like I said, the water wipes. I use the OXO baby wipe holder. I love it. And we use those with regular, not warm wipes. Apparently some babies really enjoy the warm, but it wasn't working for us. You have to plug it in. It's like one more goddamn thing to plug in. So no. Okay. Someone says, how is your mental health? The first year was the lowest I've ever felt. It's okay to not be okay. And I love you. This is the sweetest comment. This is the sweetest comment. I have an audition, so I really don't want to smear my makeup and cry right now. I heard on Las Culturistas, Betty Gilpin was on, and she said, before having a child, I thought that I was living on a scale from 1 to 10. Now that I've had a kid, I realized I was only living 4 to 6. That was so accurate that I cried when I was listening to it. I was actually pushing Sandy in the stroller listening to that episode. You crack open when you become a mom. You crack open and spill out all over the floor. Oh, my damn makeup. I'm going to fix it. And that means that your heart swells bigger and fuller than you ever could imagine it. And that means that you're going to have a really hard time as well, like harder than you ever had. And so powerful and beautiful. And I'm so honored. I'm so honored that I now understand and that I get to have this journey. The hardest thing I've ever done was those first four months, for sure. Having the child, pushing it out, it growing in my body, the hardest thing I've ever done. Slash, the most gratifying. I get it now. Motherhood is so isolating. Mommies make this world go round. And I never really got that until I became one myself. So to whoever wrote this, I love you. I'm so sorry that you had such a rough time. I understand. I have also had a really hard time. 
y'all give mommies a hug, okay? Give mommies a break. Give women a break. If you see like a kooky mom lady in traffic and she cuts you off and you're like, what a bitch or whatever, give her a little grace. Maybe her kid is screaming in the back. Maybe her kid is sick. Maybe her pussy's ripped open right now and she's healing. We don't know. It has been such a difficult, wild, beautiful journey. And I get it now. That's all I can say. Okay, I'm going to try to finish these, y'all. Biggest misconception about becoming a parent now that you're on the other side. As I said, I'm not going to judge other moms. But I will say this. The mommies on Instagram that make their living being a mommy, that wear a full face of makeup and tight little yoga pants and shake their baby around and talk about everything. I'm honestly really happy for them that their journey presents so happy and easy. But y'all, this shit is hard. It's so much harder than I thought it was. And the internet can make it seem really glamorous and easy and fun when it is none of those things sometimes. So be careful with the media you consume postpartum. It can really fuck with you if you have anxiety issues slash you're spiraling mentally, which the listener who wrote in just last comment about it was the hardest, lowest they've ever felt. That's real. That's the real tea right there. And for all the women who do the Dougie on TikTok, you know, a week postpartum, I'm happy for you, but that ain't the reality that I have experienced, okay? I barely post on Instagram anymore. I don't have the energy slash there's nothing exciting to show y'all. I'm just sitting around with the baby sucking on my tit, you know, in my damn sweatpants. That's the reality. So the misconception is that this is glamorous and easy. It's definitely not. Okay, last two questions. Y'all already fucked my makeup up, so might as well keep going. Okay, last two questions. Please, Lord, what will happen to my vagina? Will my stomach ever return to normal? Question mark, exclamation point. You know, listen, hon, you just don't know. But on the other side, I was so concerned about my body. A person who has struggled with body issues and things, which most of us millennial women have, I was really concerned about how I would feel about my body changing. Slash if my pussy was going to rip, as y'all know. And now that I'm on the other side, I'm almost six months postpartum. I don't look how I did before. I don't have the time or the energy, quite frankly, to commit to getting my body, quote unquote, back to where it was. And and that's fine. Uh, Once you've gone through it, it just your priorities change. I'm not concerned currently about quote-unquote my body being back it's just not something that I'm concerned about and if it is I'm not judging you but once you're on the other side I feel a lot of us just your priorities change so it's not a concern to me some people look at Heidi Klum she's had four damn kids you know you don't know how your body is going to change if at all I don't know. I think the the quick answer to your question is your baby will be worth whatever 
sacrifice you have to make in terms of your physical body. And then perhaps, perhaps you won't be as concerned about it as you think you will. And time will tell. Time will tell. It's always discussed pushing back on mommy bounce back culture. And I 100% am now in that boat myself. We all need to stop with the mommy bounce back culture. This shit is hard. And the last thing that I have energy for is to get my size zero pants back on. You know what I mean? So that's my answer to that. Good luck, everybody, on your journeys. Because hashtag being a mommy ain't easy sometimes. Okay, last question. And I saved this question for last, okay? Is the lack of sleep and routine change worth it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. My prolapsed vagina, my busted pelvic floor, my stretched out body, getting no rest when sleep was one of my favorite things I've ever had. The the physical traumatic pain, the mental anguish, the existential dread I feel every day, (laughs) the anxiety I've had about what I'm going to do with my life, not knowing what to do when I want to do something, but I can't now because I need somebody to watch my child for me. All of those things are worth it because this is the greatest love I've ever known. Taking care of him is the greatest joy I've ever known. Looking in his little face and watching him see the world and learn about the world. And it's my job to show him that and seeing the love of my life's eyes on this little person seeing my smile on this little person you just you get to relive your own childhood again through the eyes of someone that you made it's the greatest joy i've ever known i'm loving it so much now and i've never felt more of a responsibility an importance in anything i've ever done in my entire life and it's an incredible feeling And I'm so happy and I look around and sometimes I can't even believe that I'm this lucky that I got the sweetest little buddy in the world and I got to make him with the person that I love and that I have the best dog and just a beautiful, beautiful life. I can't believe it. So yes, it's worth it. (laughs) Y'all fuck my makeup up now. I fucked all my makeup up. I should not have put this on before I recorded. <laughs> it's all fucked up. This Thrive Mascara, man, it it just swishes off so easily when you get it wet. So now I'm going to have to go re-all do it. So yes, it is worth it all. I get it now. I get it now. I get it now. I'm so, so happy. All I want to do is go see what my little buddy's doing. I even miss him when he's asleep at night. So, yes, it's worth it all. As I said earlier, your life ends, but you get a new life. You get a new life. And my new life looks pretty damn good. I'm loving every second of it now. But, y'all, that newborn stage ain't cute sometimes, okay? (sighs) So, okay, I hope I answered all y'all's questions. It's been really wonderful 
for me to share this with everyone. It's been very vulnerable, obviously. I just hope it makes a difference. And I got a lot of messages last time from y'all expressing your admiration for the show and me. And I really, honestly appreciated it so much. So thank you again for that. Good luck to all my honeys out there on your journeys with parenthood. There is no love in this world like a love a mommy has. There isn't. I get it now. I'm so honored that I get it now. On that note, I'm going to go redo my makeup and go to my Doritos audition. <laughs> oh. You deserve to be happy. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Don't forget to cream your neck and keep your fringe fresh. <laughs>